Happy holidays, everyone, and welcome back to 12 Days Pod, and welcome to the third episode of our Season 4 kickoff. I'm Dan Takaki, and I'm joined here with my co-host, partner, fiancé, and my cursed snowman puppet, Kara Zalaya. Oh, I have been waiting for years for you to call me your cursed snowman puppet. Well, you know, I've been saving it up for this moment. Miracles happen. If you're new here, this is our holiday season podcast, one that is so seasonal that it's only relevant for 12 weeks of the year, which is how long Christmas is meant to be celebrated. That's right. We love Christmas, and we love Christmas movies, so we're here to talk about some of our favorites and some of our not-so-favorites for no reason other than to have a good time. So, let's get into it. Kara, what are we talking about this week? I'm so excited. You know I'm excited, right? Yeah. You can tell I'm excited. I can tell. The The energy is palpable in here. <laughs> it feels like you're not as excited. No, I'm excited to talk about this. I'm a little afraid because you're, you're coming in with such... Such high energy. Such high energy. This week, we are hitting the 90s nostalgia hard and watching the much-anticipated Jack Frost starring Michael Keaton as the titular Jack Frost. Now... I wrote much anticipated. Yeah. And I think you and I very much are anticipating this. <laughs> yeah, I don't think people were clamoring for Jack Frost. That's oh, not true. That's not true. We've had a couple people that were clamoring for it. <laughs> so we'd both seen this movie, but it was very clear that neither of us remembered it at all. And this very haunted looking puppet is absolutely scarring. So we're going to dive right in. Why don't you let us know what your thoughts were for this movie? I had thought for some reason that Michael Keaton's character was like a teacher or a weatherman who dies yeah. and gets turned into a snowman so that he could bond with his son mm-hmm. and to like win him over with his love because he was a bad dad when he was alive. Sure. Which is true, sort of, in that he was not around for his son. But as we'll get into, wasn't a weatherman or a news anchor. We both sort of remembered that being the case, and it just wasn't. Yeah, and and we both had the incorrect assumption that he was like a particularly terrible father. He was a bad dad. Like he was objectively not around and a bad dad for raising Charlie, but like not that bad. Right. Like he loved his kid. He loved his wife. You know, he was busy. He was trying to provide for his family. It's true. Also, as a side note, my friend Amara, she texted me a while back about us watching this movie. And she had literally told me what his job was and like what he did for a living. And by the time we watched the movie, which was not that long after, I had just forgotten. Yeah. And I was like, why do you remember this? And she was like, well, my husband, Kalen, loves this movie. (laughs) And so we watched it last Christmas. <laughs> so shout out to Kaylin, who loves this movie. And, you know, we when I was writing this prediction, I was like, oh, we're going to rag on this movie. We're not going to rag on it that hard. You know, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you what my pre-movie thoughts were. For sure. I hit the nail on the head with, I was like, I don't know. I bet the kid's name is Charlie. And sure enough. You know, we love a Christmas movie with a little boy named Charlie. Absolutely. So my predictions was that Jack was a news anchor. I think that this was coming from the place that I just went to London to go see the Groundhog Day musical, mm-hmm. and which is one of my favorites. And so I think I was projecting a lot of Groundhog Day energy into Jack Frost. But I wasn't. 
I don't know. And I think we both thought he was a news anchor. (laughs) I don't know. I thought that he was going to get into an accident while reporting on some catastrophic weather thing and that he would go into a coma. I didn't think he would like literally Mm. die. Spoiler alerts. That's what happens. And I thought that his spirit while he was in a coma would like leave his body and go into a snowman that... He was going to get through the snowman, his son to love him again, because Charlie would be indifferent to the fact that he was in a coma. The other prediction I had was that uh, as the snowman, he would have fun with Charlie and he would try to get his life back. And it would be a kind of like Beauty and the Beast type of thing that like once Mm. he got the love that he needed, he would transform back into his own body type of thing. Right, right. So... Yeah, that's that's what I thought. So why don't you tell the fine folks at home, what 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 is Jack Frost about? God, what isn't this movie about? Love, loss, <laughs> life, death, Christmas, magic, mm. wonder, mm. splendor, mm. music. Whoa. <laughs> I'll get into that in my fun facts. So it opens on Michael Keaton's rock band playing a gig in Colorado. This movie takes place in Medford, Colorado, which is like a made up town in Colorado. But like for the purposes of visualizing it, assume it's a suburb of Denver. Sure. And so right away we realize that he's a musician. His band is playing like a rock and roll cover of a Christmas song and... There's an agent there who does like the Back to the Future thing where he's on the phone and is like, you're looking for a new sound? Well, listen to this. And it's just Michael Keaton. (laughs) It's so true. Playing the harmonica and like rocking out to old St. Nick in this dive bar and like the crowd's really into it. And they're like, we got to sign this guy right now. Okay. And like, it's so interesting because Michael Keaton has never looked worse I I also wrote that down. He looks terrible in he, this. Okay, he has never looked worse. And I also was like, Michael Keaton's kind of hot. Oh, no, he's not. No, no, no. Like, he's like, 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 I don't know. He had, like, hot energy in this movie. No, you're right. He had hot energy. Yeah. No, he's not physically hot. Physically? Like, oh. <laughs> like, he's macking on his wife. He's wailing on the microphone. <laughs> wailing on the microphone. <laughs> Just like me. Yeah, he's playing the harmonica. That's like his instrument. Yeah, classic. You know that that classic rock instrument, the yeah, harmonica. Yeah, Billy Joel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Name another. <laughs> I, uh, Jack Frost. <laughs> so we cut back over to Jack's wife and son, Charlie. Jack's wife's name is Gabby. Charlie's the son. Who are at their beautiful home in suburban Denver, waiting for him to come home from his gig. And... Charlie's trying to like wait for his dad to come home. So he's trying to stay up really late, but he falls asleep. And so when he gets home, Jack wakes Charlie up and the two of them go out in the yard. They make a snowman. Gabby joins them and they have like a whole like snowball fight. And it's, it's really very sweet, sweet and cute. Yeah. And like one of the neighbors is like, oh, Jack, glad you're home. Now go to bed. <laughs> and they make a snowman. Jack puts his hat on there. and It's a fedora. Yeah. You know, your winter fedora. Afterwards... As Jack is putting Charlie to bed, Jack gives Charlie a harmonica that he would he bought the day Charlie was born and oh. tells him that it's magic. Wow. Charlie doesn't believe him, but he does like the gesture of the gift. And so then the next day, Charlie has a big hockey game and Jack says he'll be there, but he misses it because he's busy recording in the studio working on their next great Christmas album. This is the extent of him being a bad dad. Well... 
seems to be like a recurring theme mm. where Jack is not around a lot because he's off trying to make it as a musician. Sure. And like there's there's this whole thing where he's got this like trick shot that he does while playing hockey. Jack does. Yeah. He's like, this is my patented J shot. And Charlie's like, whoa, can you teach me? And it's like, Charlie seems to have been playing hockey for many years. And you've never shown him your special shot, like your special one move that you do. And it's just like a slap shot. (laughs) And he's like, just not been around is my was my impression. Yeah, I think that one of the things that it's difficult for me to resonate with him being like, this dad is so bad. I'm like, I don't know. He seems nice to you. Yeah. <laughs> I think the bar is higher than I that. Just, I think that Charlie idolizes him um, um, in a way where he's like always hoping his dad is going to like always be there for him at all times. And then he's not. So he's disappointed when he is because he thinks he can do everything. Sure. Charlie's obviously upset about it. And Jack tries to make it up to him by arranging for the family to go to their cabin for Christmas. And again, Charlie gets his hopes up and Jack lets him down when he gets a call to go play a gig in Aspen at some record labels manager's house typical Aspen on Christmas Eve and so while Jack and his band are on the way to this to this gig Jack realizes he's making a mistake and he takes his friend Max car and drives it back towards the cabin but there's a blizzard and he drives off a cliff and dies just, just, fully, just, just fully dies. Fully dies. And this all happens within like the first 30 minutes. This is a Christmas movie. Yeah. We're like, oh, like maybe he'll make it there. Either like Charlie will be asleep and disappointed, whatever. It's like, no, he just dies. He's he, just he just, he just dies. And then it cuts to a year later. Yeah. Like there's no like, oh, like he's going to be in the hospital and Charlie gets to say goodbye. Nope. He just dies. Anyway, a year later, Charlie is depressed, believe it or not. Wow. Around the holiday that his dad died. Um, (laughs) Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. He's been kind of a loner after being like the hero of the school. Normally he was like shown standing up to the bully during a snowball fight. But now he's quit his hockey team and is just in a bad place. After his mom tries to cheer him up one day, Charlie decides to build a snowman like he did with his dad. He puts on his dad's hat, his dad's scarf, and he tells it he misses him. Oh. Charlie then just, like, plays a few notes on the magic harmonica. I forgot about the magic harmonica. Well, yeah, because it's not that old silk hat he found. It's that magic, magic harmonica, harmonica that he remembered his dad gave him and said was magic. Well, this is Jack Frost, not Frosty. Yeah. Anyway, magically, the snowman comes to life. But it's his dad. Jack is back, and he's freaking out because he's dead and been dead for a year and is also now in a horrible snowman's body. So he's eventually able to convince Charlie that it's really him by calling him his classic nickname, Charlie Boy. You know that really weird and odd nickname that nobody could have guessed? You could have accidentally said Charlie Boy. (laughs) Famously, I did guess the name Charlie, so. You did. Uh, And then Charlie and his dad start to spend time together and bond. Just like we predicted, Charlie learns his dad's special hockey shot. And Jack apologizes for not being around enough. Charlie ends up rejoining the hockey team and starts to feel better. Jack starts melting, though, as it's been unseasonably warm in Colorado. And with the help of the school bully, Charlie is able to get Jack into the mountains where it's cold enough for him to survive. (laughs) Mac, Jack's old friend, and Charlie's mom have been freaking out trying to find Charlie because Mac's been kind of taking care of Charlie a lot. Yeah, that's an understatement. Yeah. 
We'll get into that too, but it's not like a weird no, mean no, thing. No, 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 no. Max also lovely. just like very sad that his best friend died, 100%. and so he's just like literally taking care of his, I assume, godson. Yeah, yeah. Charlie and Jack end up making their way to the cabin, and then after Charlie falls asleep, Jack calls Charlie's mom, aka his wife, <laughs> his widowed wife, and he tells her that he's with Charlie at their cabin. <laughs> Can you imagine I pass away and, and then, then a, I call you after your child later, has been kidnapped? A year later at a d- separate home that we have being like, hey, it's hey, me. Babe. Hey, babe. It's me. I've I'm got at the your cabin child. with Charlie. And she's like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> but I'll be right so. there. And she goes to get Charlie and sees Jack as he's fading away. And she and him share a final goodbye, but he's in his human form when they say goodbye. Yeah. The magic the magic of the snowman has worn off, but he says goodbye to Charlie in snowman form and then says goodbye to his wife in human form so they can, like, kiss one last time Classic. as a ghost. And then he goes off into the afterlife. Also, throughout the movie, Charlie was, like, telling everyone <laughs> that his dad is the snowman. <laughs> Like, he wasn't trying to hide it or anything. He was just like, guys, my dad's the snowman. I swear, I'm not crazy. And Mac and Gabby are like, uh-huh. And obviously everyone assumes he's having a little bit of a menti B. You know. But apparently he's not. Maybe. Well, <sighs> Joint psychosis. Anyway, that was the movie. There's a lot of little details that we didn't get into. No, and but... we don't need to because we do recommend this film. This is this is great. Uh, I think, as we mentioned before, it is available on YouTube, free with ads, just the full length of the movie. And can we say, but cannot recommend enough watching it on YouTube with the ad breaks. I yeah. actually think it adds to the experience. As it was pointed out for like a different thing we were seeing the other day, it seems like AI decided when to put the ads in. And so they come in loud and random. <laughs> It'll be like middle of a middle of dialogue between Charlie and Jack while they're like playing hockey. And then it'll be like, do you suffer from indigestion? <laughs> Can I get into my notes, actually? Yeah, go for it. This is what do you got? We get a lot of BetterHelp ads because we are a pro therapy home. God, yeah. I love the BetterHelp ads. Oh, I think I'm gay. BetterHelp.com. <laughs> We love that. We love access not sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't think we got a singular BetterHelp ad during this watching of Jack Frost. That's objectively untrue. We got like seven BetterHelp ads. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then in that case, excellent ad placement because this is about a child having psychosis. Yeah. It was rough. Okay. I have so, so, so much to say. Okay. So in addition to our viewing experience being just so deeply spectacular what right. with the youtube ad of it all i just think a lot about this film yeah since watching it let's start right at the top mm-hmm. michael keaton <laughs> one of my favorite actors yeah dare i say and i'm gonna be very careful with my words here i have not enjoyed him in a movie as much as i have in jack frost with the exception of Birdman. Wow. For me, it's Birdman, Jack Frost, Spotlight. Wow. Bold. Bold. He's not good in this. No, 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 no. That's it's... not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I deeply enjoyed him. Yeah. 
And I think that that matters. Again, we are not here. We are not critics to say things are good or bad. Mm -hmm. We are here to say, are we enjoying this cinematic experience? And I enjoyed the ever-living shit out of this. Yeah, it was a good time. It was. And it's, look, it's really bad, right? Like, do not get me wrong. Like, the quality of the content is so deeply absurd. But I was, I came into it thinking I was going to hate this and I was going to rail against this film. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you are having a fun night with friends, if you are making cookies with friends, if you're like in your 20s, early 30s, and you are looking to have something absurd on at your Christmas party... It should be Jack Frost. I can get down with that. You did keep saying you're like, I can't wait to watch this again or like put this on again. Yes. And I don't necessarily agree with that. But I agree with someone else might like to watch this for the first time in a long time. I'm a theater baby and I like theatrics. My favorite form of visual art is mixed media. (laughs) (laughs) I, I would agree there is mixed media in this. And I think what we are experiencing with Jack Frost is extremely mixed media. Yeah. It has to be said, and I'm sure you'll be said it, saying it as well, The Snowman is horrifying. This film it, could be a horror film. That's the thing is like, I kind of remember it being scary. It's not scary at all. Like, there's not like scary moments in this. Not at all. You know, like, even the bullies are harmless. They're like, we're gonna, we're gonna throw snowballs at you. A Christmas story is scarier. For sure. But like... Yeah, the puppet's real bad. It's really not good, and I'll get into why, but really I won't understand the why, because my fun facts don't cover quite why it was so bad. I think that the sexual chemistry between the mom and the dad is great. Yeah, Um, they love each other. They love each other, and that's nice. I like to see that, Mm -hmm. you know? I famously have come in hot and said some things about Colorado before on this podcast, Uh, When we covered the Lindsay Lohan film. Oh, yeah. And I stand by that because guess what killed Jack Frost? Colorado. Mountains. Mountains. Well, Colorado. (laughs) Coming back from where? Aspen. Driving a Mustang on the mountains. I mean, it's all bad. It's all bad. Mac, come on, man. That's a bad car to be having in Colorado. (laughs) Maybe you'll touch on this as well. Mac is never creepy. Mac is always just mourning. He's always around. It does feel like... Were there to be a sequel, maybe Mac and the mom would get together. Not that he's, like, trying to flirt with her or anything. It just feels like it would be an organic progression. Yeah, yeah. A good stepdad to be had. Yeah. Anyway, there's just so much to explore about this movie. I, oh, guys, I liked it. I liked it. It's not good, but I had so much fun watching this movie. I was laughing. I was laughing. And I was laughing and at a point when you shouldn't be laughing let's be honest but it was so 90s it was so absurd so 90s so 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 many points where we were just aghast at what we were seeing but it wasn't offensive no but it was just like what's happening yeah why don't you go ahead and tell me what thoughts you had man i also have a lot of thoughts and they are kind of all over the place number one the soundtrack budget on this movie Mm. had to be wild because they have like ario speedwagons on here (laughs) they've got stevie nicks is in here and they've got just all sorts of like rock covers of things and like maybe you'll get into that but the the soundtrack alone on this must have cost as much as michael keaton if not more Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay it, it, it's wild to me that Jack's 
band was only we talked about this while we watched it they only did covers <laughs> it's so they true. weren't writing like original music santa claus is coming to town yeah it literally was like that and it was like covers of christmas music yeah and they were like we're gonna get a get a record deal and it's like what do you what do you mean <laughs> You're going to get a record deal. You just made the exact same face as the Jennifer Lawrence meme of, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you, it's true. <laughs> and the other thing is, when they were going to go to this guy's house at Aspen, there were also two other bands that were going to be there competing for the record label. Okay, that sounds right, though. We've been to Aspen before, and it, it's a town of narcissists. It's just like, hey, guys, it's me, the record label. <laughs> Come over to my house, oh, let's say Christmas Eve. And, you know, if we like you, we'll sign you. And if not, well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> also, there's you're competing with two other bands for this one record label. And it's like, well, why don't you just give it to all three of them? Also, Christmas Eve, really? He's like, well, I have a party going on. It's like, well, what if they're bad? Then your party's bad if the music's bad, right? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you're really rolling the dice here, Aspen man. Also, is it like a battle of the bands or are they all playing in different floors of the aspen mansion like what are we talking about here? yeah also like again christmas covers <laughs> and like rock and roll christmas covers that like they were doing like stage dives at this dive bar like like what's the vibe for this aspen part anyway it's like if spotify called us and was like hey you guys are gonna do a live episode of 12 days pod on a different floor of another rich guy's mansion it's like where <laughs> for who <laughs> well are you ready for some fun facts? I'm ready. Hit me. What do you got? I got, there's so much to get through. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. I know you know this one, but it has to be said. George Clooney was originally supposed to be Jack Frost. It's, I have some thoughts on this. <laughs> when he left it, the project, it was to do Batman and Robin in 1997. Michael Keaton, who originated the Batman role in live-action films eight years earlier, was cast into the lead role instead of Jack Frost. God, I Batman and Robin is one of the funniest movies. That of is all a Christmas time. movie, right? I think one of the Batmans is, and I think it's a Michael Keaton Batman. That's a Christmas movie. Batman and Robin is not. Okay, so before Keaton took over, Jim Henson's Creature Shop. Yes, they are the ones who made the puppet. Yes, we did see this. Had originally designed their snowmans animatronic features specifically to Clooney's facial features and acting style. Okay. So we're seeing Michael Keaton act through the worst animatronic ever that's supposed to be George Clooney. This, as if it's discernible at all. That's the thing about this. It's like nothing about this puppet looks like anything. Yeah. So Jim Henson made the worst puppet ever, right? Whatever. Now, remember when you were like, Jack Frost is a horror film? Yes. Or I thought it was a horror film. Yes. Well, released exactly one year before, in 1997, there was another film called Jack Frost, which was a horror film featuring a mutant killer snowman. Huh. Exactly one year before. Hmm. Yes. That is curious. So, and if you look up the poster for the 1997 Jack Frost, yes. it really is something. Okay. So I've looked up the poster. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh, no. <laughs> this is horrible. So the 1997 Jack Frost is, this is the IMDb summary. After an accident that left murderer Jack Frost dead, 
in genetic material, whatever that means, the vengeful killer returns as a murderous snowman to exact his revenge on the man who sent him to be executed. Huh. We must see this film next year. Wow. In case you were confused and you thought, oh, is, is this the horror film, Jack Frost, that Sweet Kara and Dan are reviewing? No, we are Michael Keaton. But look out next year. If you're really interested in this, please make sure you contact us at 12 Days Pod. Throw us a, a like and, and a review on Apple Podcasts while you're at it being like, Jack Frost, 97, over Pl- and over plugging again. Plugging already? Plugging already. Okay. Mid-episode. Wow. That's they can't escape do. it. They can't they skip can't. it now. <laughs> We've got more to come. <laughs> Now, back to Michael Keaton. This film has a 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Tough. Very tough. I think that's probably why we were like... Yeah. And I think that it's uh, it's unfair. I'm going to read some reviews. Quote, right. It took a lot to be the worst reincarnation fantasy title Jack Frost from the second half of the 1990s, but by golly, they found a way. <laughs> it's important that you say share that first fun fact, too, because now we have the context for what that means. You know what? We're in season four, and so... <laughs> Go ahead, say that with a little bit more conviction. We're in season four? Yep. Yeah, we're on season four, and I'm, like, really trying to bring it to you guys. I've made a I've made a podcast studio in our new house. We're in it. Yep, we got a dog bed between us right now. <laughs> We're crushing it. Do we have a dog? No. <laughs> is the dog bed giving me an allergic reaction? Or not? It, is. it is. Another wonderful review. Quote, it took four screenwriters to come up with dialogue so horrendous, it could have single-handedly ushered in a new era of silent cinema. <laughs> <laughs> and then it has a quote from the film. You the man. No, you the man. No, I'm the snowman. Shakespeare, watch out. You did laugh. I laughed a lot. I like this film. Michael Keaton co-wrote two of the songs on the soundtrack. So oh. I think that's where they saved some of that moolah. Oh, probably. Or how they got Michael Keaton to be in this. Cause... They were like, come on, Mike, you can write whatever songs you want. Yeah, it's possible. Sam Raimi was once attached to the film as the director and even wrote a draft of the script with his brother Ivan. Sam Raimi? Yeah. Sam Raimi could have done a lot with this movie, actually. <laughs> Now that you say that, yeah, I could see it. Yeah, Spider-Man 3 style. (laughs) Similar vibes, honestly. (laughs) All right, here's who was considered for the role of Jack Frost. Are you ready for this long list? Hit me. Kurt Russell. Already already watched him this year. Billy Bob Thornton. Gonna watch him later this year. Danny DeVito. Watched him a couple seasons ago. Dennis Quaid. I don't think we've ever watched Dennis Quaid in a movie. Mel Gibson. Tough. Tim Allen. (laughs) No. What do you mean, no? You know I that's that's the response. <laughs> and Kevin Costner. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yellowstone. No. Draft day. <laughs> a lot of baseball movies. This movie is considered to be a loose remake of 1982's The Snowman. Both movies are about lonely boys who make snowmen that magically come to life, which they then form a bond with. Is the 1982 Snowman the really sweet animated one that's just like got sweet low music and it's like 20 minutes long and like he makes a snowman and the snowmen take him to the village of the snowmen and he meets all the other snowmen and the snowman families? As we know through the course of recording this podcast, I seemingly have never watched a Christmas movie. So I do not know. I don't know if this is it, but if you're out there and you know if this is what, what I'm talking about, there was a movie, a very short movie is probably on like a library video called the snowman and it's just like 
there's no talking, but there's really nice music and it's just animated and it's just like... Oh, you're right. And it's just like... Da, 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 da. It's kind of very sweet. The Snowman is a 1982 British animated television film and symphonic poem based on Raymond Briggs' 1978 picture book, The Snowman. Yeah, we watched that all the time growing up. I love that. It was oh. great. Oh, was it just like Jack Frost? Not really, because in it, the boy's lonely and then the snowman has like a snowman village that it takes it to and he gets to see all the snowmen. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, it's really nice. And then he just goes home and it's like, all right, bye. And then the snowman like flies away. <laughs> flies? Yeah. The snowman, Wait. <laughs> the snowman and the snowman is a lot like Bubble Boy from Spongebob where he's like, <laughs> happy Lee Erickson day and he flies away. That's kind of the vibes I got. What a... <laughs> Guys, just apologies, because this is the the last episode of our triple uh, premiere. Sorry. No apologies. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, we are right at the beginning of the season. For whatever reason, over the course of the last year, Dan and I have exclusively talked to each other in Spongebob references. <laughs> Again, for whatever reason, we were born in between the years. I know, but we've been together for five years. And this was the year we every morning we say to each other, Good morning, Christy Crew. <laughs> and then the other person goes, Go Hello, morning. Patrick. <laughs> Hello, Patrick. That's how we say good morning at this house. Well, we just moved. We have to set a new precedent <laughs> in the home. And those are fun facts with us for Jack Frost. Da 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 Yeah. Alrighty, folks, as we do every episode, it is time for our definitive ranking of this movie. As is tradition, we base our rankings around the 12 days of Christmas. So out of 12 days of Christmas, what would you rate Jack Frost? You know, I was kind of hoping you would rate it first. and <laughs> You made the outline. I know, but I feel like every time that I rate first, I get judged for what I'm about to say. Correct. So, <laughs> as it should be. I, I might regret saying this, but... I'm, I'm a former Catholic, baby. All I, I do is judge. I'm going to give this six geese a laying. I'm stunned. <laughs> I'm so stunned. <laughs> I am appalled. I'm appalled. Six geese a laying? Yeah, I think that's it. I don't know. It's like kind of right in the middle for me. It's. What do you mean it's kind of right in the middle for you? I forgot that you didn't enjoy this and I did. <laughs> See, like, 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 up until that moment, I didn't know if you were like, that's way too high or way too low. <laughs> that's the thing is like, I never, I never know where you're at in terms of your enjoyment of a movie. Yeah, that's right. Um, because sometimes you're like, I love this movie. Three out of twelve. <laughs> three out of twelve. I'm a loose cannon, baby. Anyway, so I think this is six geese of Lang because, you know, it was an enjoyable watch. I will likely never watch it again. But... I'm sorry, are you moving house or something? Uh, <laughs> we'll find out. I'm not. I'm not. I guess I will be watching it again, but not actively. Mm, mm. Michael Keaton is doing his thing. And uh, yeah, I think six out of ten is pretty good. Okay. You guys know I don't really justify my scores here. <laughs> yeah. What about you? What are, what are you going to give this? Somewhere either above or below a six, I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm going to give it... Nine pipers piping. Nine pipers piping? Yeah. That's not right. But <laughs> Yeah, I'm giving it nine pipers piping. Let me tell you why. Okay. In our old apartment, there was a dog named Piper, who I used to walk. 
And this was a short gig that I had where my neighbor would pay me to walk Piper. Yes. And I would walk Piper. Piper was very borky, but very cute. And one time when I was walking Piper, I rolled my ankle. It was really upsetting. That's so we... true. I remember. I had to I had to come pick you up from like half a block away. <laughs> we don't have to give those details. Then I put Piper away into her apartment, or you did, rather, and I texted her mom, and I was like, hey, I can't walk Piper anymore. <laughs> then I went away for Christmas. And, and then, then you I... never saw Piper again. And I never saw Piper again because her mom called me or texted me and was like, Piper's dead. And I was really sad about it. Anyway, that's how I feel about Jack Frost. Thank you so much for listening. We're only 73 days away from Christmas, and I've told you a story about the dead dog. (laughs) And we hope to spread as much Christmas spirit as possible. So please share this with your friends if they aren't already listening. Join us next week as we take a look back at the follow-up film to one of our first episodes, A Christmas Story Christmas. What do you think that one's going to be like? Probably not very good. Also, mm. I, I've i never done this, but I have one more thing I want to say. <laughs> uh-huh. I feel like there were whispers of like a religious tone to this film that oh, was, there were. didn't cover. No, there were. And like nothing was ever overtly said, but it was like now Jack can go to heaven because he's made up with Charlie. Yeah. And that's something that I think we need to do cover. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. And as we say every episode, (laughs) Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.